This is a CJSR podcast. Volunteer powered. Listener supported. Campus and community. Radio. Podcast. Podcast. Radio. Radio and and podcast. Ryan. Hi, Cherry. What's the cheese mist? This is What's the Cheese Mist, a podcast about Pilipinex identity in Edmonton. at the finale of season two of What's the Cheese Niece. And, you know, I just wanted to get everyone here together to take a trip down memory lane and reflect on how the season has unfolded. I know we had some brand new producers join us. So Raja, Julia, and Mika, um, you know, welcome to our team. Thank you for sticking around. And I'm curious to hear about your experiences in particular and Ryan, you and I being... I guess, the seniors of the group, um, you know, how our journeys have been with the season two with almost a brand new team. So the first question that I wanted to pose was, you know, what was the most interesting thing that all of you learned this season? Um, I guess like technical wise, I learned that you can record separate voices on Zoom. And this is very important. (laughs) because um, one time I, I had an interview with uh, someone and I didn't um, change the settings to record different voices and it was a nightmare to edit. So I had to um, redo the interview, but thankfully the person was really kind and understanding. And the second time around with editing was a lot easier. And likewise, I'm just gonna piggyback off of what Mika said The most interesting thing that I learned this season has been audio editing. Um, It's so funny because when I first saw the call for producers, I thought that being a producer meant being given audio and just editing. I really did not think it was going to be to be an interviewer too. So um, just the skills that you need to learn when you're interviewing people and just the amount of prep that goes into it. I think that's definitely the most interesting thing. That's so surprising to me because Julia has such like an incredible interviewer voice (laughs) that I think is just so natural. Um, And yeah, just being the newbies, it was really interesting kind of figuring out that whole interview process and figuring out how to get engaging stories from people, you know, figuring out all that fun editing stuff when I'm not, you know, incredibly tech savvy but I think it was really interesting having those conversations with you and I have honestly used this experience to pretty much tap into learning more about my culture. Right on um for me I'm gonna piggyback on what Mika said as well so Mika said she learned about recording on 
on two different tracks or multiple tracks. That's what I did on season one. And then this season I did the opposite and I was like, I'm only going to use that one track. And both of my episodes, I did something that you shouldn't do. And I just edited the one track (laughs) and, uh, yeah, just because I, you know, I have a have a new baby now. I have don't have as much time that I have to dedicate, and I'm like, how can I make this faster? So instead of having to piece together multiple uh, audio files, I just would cut from one and hope for the best. And uh, I was sometimes I kind of wished I had two tracks because I was like, oh, there's noise in the background. But then I was like, you know what? That's just part of the episode. Yeah, I guess that's something that's definitely interesting there's so many different ways to edit I think with some of you using different softwares um, it was neat to hear about how that process went too just because I'm a creature of habit so if I'm using one particular thing and I feel comfortable with it I forget that there are other ways to do um, you know different different types of editing so yeah it was really interesting to touch base with the team hear about their experiences editing using different softwares and just kind of learning a little bit more about it that way. So yeah, that's that's great. Thanks for sharing everyone. Um, my second question to you would be, um, you know, was there something that surprised you this season? Um, to me, what's the most surprising has been the response. Um, when I started putting out the What's the Cheese Knees podcast to my friends, my family, the amount of feedback and um, compliments that I've received about the podcast and what we're trying to do has been very surprising because I didn't think that many people would reach out, even people that I haven't spoken to in years. And so that was a nice surprise for sure. I feel like it was really all just a surprise for me because, you know, we're just so new to this and it was all just such a new experience, but the most surprising thing was just like connecting with people in ways they haven't gotten to. Yeah, just to chime in, I think the community aspect of it, like that was something that surprised me in season one as well. But I think more so now that we've almost built, you know, a listenership and a bit of that community, a lot of our episodes, I think were inspired by some of our listeners who, you know, tuned in and wanted to share their stories. So I think that part is always really interesting because when you're working on a project like this, for me, at least it's just, it's always like a surprise when other people are like, oh, I've listened to this. Like when my boss or like different colleagues or people who I haven't connected to in a really long time, you know, reach out saying that they really related to something like this. And yeah, it's, it's interesting when it's out in the world and that people out in the world are actually tuning in and they care and that they want their story their stories to be shared Um, and for us to be able to handle some of that has always been really really great but more so in season two where we've really been able to connect with a lot of our listeners and I think that's been you know that's been the motivating force I think to bring back bring back that feedback to the team um, and then hear from all of you when people are excited about our episodes so yeah, it's definitely a big one for me. Yeah, on that note, I just, I think it's really important to recognize all the folks that have sent us Instagram DMs, that have shared um, our stories on their social media platforms, those that took the time to, you know, send us lovely messages about how they felt connected to the stories. Um, yeah, just thank you so much for listening. And thank you so much for 
um, all the effort and the thought that goes into the the things that you write to us. We definitely read them and share them and get really giddy and excited whenever <laughs> you send us something because uh, it shows us that what we're doing actually resonates and that's a really good feeling. What really surprised me was how open people were and how deep they went when I was interviewing them. Uh, for both of my episodes, uh, for um, both of them, I was like, wow, this is a lot. And this is stuff that's hard to talk about. And and those kinds of things are also what helps other people the most, because these are the things that we don't talk, hear about enough. We don't talk about enough. There's not enough discourse about. Um, for Giselle's episode, she talked about, um, it was just like, I couldn't believe that she was uh, open enough to share what happened with her her aunt and how moving out and all of that uh, so so much drama and it, it was but it was so helpful there was very good lessons learned from that and then with Ariane it her story and her dad's story was just like wow I can't believe that happened and I'm just I just felt so uh, yeah it felt like a like a privilege to be able to provide that platform for that story to help other people who are in find themselves in similar situations but it's not something that you typically talk about to jump off of that like a question that i would have to all of you is you know what resonated with you as you were doing these interviews or you know building your episodes what were some of the highlights or what were some of the things that really you know, that you're going to take as, as a lesson, as a producer or as a person out in the world? To me, out of listening to everyone's episode, there's definitely no one way to be Filipino. Um, you know, even if you've just immigrated here or even if you've been here for decades, there's so, there's so many different ways that we manifest our culture, our personality, and they all intermingle and it doesn't mean that one is more Filipino than the other and I really appreciated the way we um, we've done these interviews because it gives a chance for a lot of different uh, voices to be showcased and for a lot of them or for a lot of people to feel represented. I've heard some of my friends have said you know like this is something I've been um, I've been battling with internally and it's so nice to be able to hear someone put it into words and that relatability to me it, it definitely opened my eyes to like the breadth and depth of the diaspora here in Edmonton. Yeah and just kind of jump in I think the best kind of takeaway that I have is just that everyone has a story and we don't see that on the surface at first, you know, and kind of as a, a learning experience, just remembering that when you first interact with people, because then it grants you this heightened understanding towards like them and their situations or maybe your shared experience with them. Yeah, um, just to add on to everything that has already been said, I think there's a really beautiful thing where like, the people that I interviewed will often joke about like the hardship that they've had to endure in order to get to like 
where they are today. And I think that is maybe like a theme in What's the Cheese Niece where we're really unpacking quite difficult and uncomfortable topics, but the levity and like the joy um, that is conveyed by the people that we're interviewing, I think sort of comes through. And I don't know, I think that's really beautiful, like finding like the light in really challenging struggles and stories and then knowing that maybe you're not alone in it um, and that's a real testament to the people that are open to sharing their stories and having it you know shared across Edmonton but also across whoever like all, all platforms online where we have our podcast published that that's cool. Yeah I think just to really quickly add to that too like and I know you already talked about this Mika but for me what resonates so much is just hearing like the feedback from the episodes, like through DM by people, you know, who I don't know personally, or who might not know the speaker personally, but just hearing some of those stories about like, you know, this has happened to me before too. And this is how I've overcome this adversity or, you know, this is where I'm at in my life right now. And I think just being able to connect to other people in this fundamental way of like sharing a story and then hearing about other experiences, like I consider that a privilege, you know, like not everyone is able to have a platform to, to do that. So I think what we're creating here is um, empowering community members to be able to own their stories and, you know, be given the platform to share them because more often than not, there are people out in the world who are like, I really needed to listen to this today, or, you know, this is something that I've dealt with. So yeah, I, I think some of those interviews, like a lot of these episodes ran really deep. They were really emotional. Some were, you know, they were, they were awkward to listen to because you really are going into the depths of like someone's personal story. And sometimes as a listener, we don't know if we should necessarily be listening to that. Um, but yeah, I just, I feel like this season was different because there were a lot of different flavors that were being added to each episode with this underlying message of like, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that a lot of our people have been through that we're listening to and now sharing um, with others. So yeah, I really, really enjoyed each and every single episode because I think that there was a different insight into all of that. And I think from everything, like there was something that resonated. So to the team, what do you wish you had known when you started again with your episode or with your journey with what's the cheese niece? What's something that you wish you had known earlier? I think I was more just like cautious going into it. I was really, you know, skeptical about what I was going to talk about, what I was talking about was okay. But like going forward, I just want to go for it, you know, like that's the the joy in this and like, you know, part of our brand is just getting down to the good stuff and not holding back. For me, it's something small, silly, and technical. But I wish I knew when I first started editing audio that if your track has small audio levels, that you can actually increase them so you're not zooming so much all the time. 
And so that's one thing I learned at the end of editing my audio. And so that's why it took me so dang long to finish my episodes. Yeah, I think this is a, a hard question for me or like a challenging one because I really came in with like no expectations um, at all. I think that's something that this pandemic has taught me is just to like not expect anything because you don't know what will end up happening. Um, I think I went into the CJSR like office twice to edit um, like my practice podcast and then another time to volunteer for a fun drive um, answering the phones. Um, but I think if I had known something before starting out, I, th I think it would be just like the nature of this group. I think, I don't wanna speak for the other um, folks that started uh, this year on the podcast with me, but I was like really intimidated to be part of the What's the Chismis team because I had listened to their work before and I was like, what if I'm not, what if I'm not a good enough podcaster? Or like, what if I ask dumb questions? Or what if the stories that I want to explore like aren't what the chismis like level of awesome. But every week when we have our um, meetings on Tuesday nights or the Monday nights, um, I always feel just like supported by the team. And I feel like I've been like very welcomed into this space. And so for folks who are thinking about taking the plunge and being involved with What's the Cheese Me's a little bit more directly, I would definitely um, encourage you to. It's a, it's a really great space and a really great, I don't know, place to be in. And it has brought me a lot of comfort in navigating like this pandemic. Uh, for me, I wish I would have known to just not hesitate and just to, to like message the community when I, when I feel like I need some ideas. Because I was just, you all know that I've been like, I want to do a story about coming Canada. I want to do a story about like growing up in rural Alberta as a Filipino. I want to do like all these stories, but I don't have a, a story for it. Uh, but then I, I just, I wish I knew to just like drop the ideas of what I wanted to do and just to ask people their stories. Because when Giselle wrote in and she wrote about that, about um, the finance idea and about and ended up getting deep into like financial abuse and stuff like that I I wouldn't have been able to to come up with that idea and then with uh with with Ariane as well when when I, I just messaged her and I was like hey I know that you messaged the the group and I was wondering if you have any ideas about growing up in rural or a coming to Canada story and she's and then she was like, I don't know. And I was like, do you have any stories? And then she gave me this list of amazing stories. And I was like, why am I trying to like force stories when I should just ask people what stories they have? So that's what I wish I had known. I think to pick you off both of you, Mika, first of all, I think it's for me, I'll speak for myself, but it's been such a pleasure working with the three of you. What I wish I had known was, you know, to know that things were going, like they were going to be great. We had a really solid season one team. And I think I was a little bit nervous about starting season two with almost a brand new team. And, you know, building that relationship with the three of you and having never met each other in person. I think that's a huge thing that this pandemic um, has unfortunately taken from us, but just to be able to build trust um, over, you know, weekly Zoom meetings and, I think I learned from each of you, hopefully 
you you were able to learn something from us, but I definitely learned a lot about the three of you and just working as a team. And it's been honestly such a pleasure. And like you said, Mika, perfectly that it's been a comfort during this like crazy chaotic time. So mm-hmm. um, yeah, it's been so nice to be able to have such a solid, strong team, despite the fact that, you know, a lot of us have never actually met in person before, um, that everything's been done virtually. And, you know, regardless of that, we've been able to put together such an incredible season. So I would just, if I could go back in time and just tell myself to be like, chill and that things are going to work out and they're going to work and surpass like any expectation that I've had. So yeah, I think I'd, I just really like to thank all of you um, for sticking it through and, you know, navigating all the uncertainty as we, as a team, learn what it takes to put together a podcast during um, a pandemic and that too, having like a two solid successful seasons. So that's, that's my biggest um, thing. And this nicely segues, segues into the next question of, you know, how did your experience with this team, with what's the chismis, um, line up with your expectations that you had perhaps coming into this whole experience? I think for me, um, going off of what Mika said, um, before the pandemic, I was pretty much, um, you know, textbook type A, wanted to be in control of everything. And then the pandemic hit and then my tolerance for control has been thrown out the window. And so I feel like um, a lot of it aligns with what Mika said about being intimidated coming in, but then, you know, straight after the first meeting that kind of abated because you're like Nishma, Ryan, Chris and Sherry, like you guys have just been such a welcoming bunch. And, you know, even the boot camp with Chris, it, it was never intimidating at all. And so for me, for anyone, you know, just a small plug over here for season three, if anyone's, you know, on the fence about it, come join us, you won't regret it. Um, and it's definitely been one of the more interesting parts of my year. At the end of our last season, our first season, we had that one episode, recap episode, kind of like this one. And and Sherry was saying, you know what? It would be great if we, you know, I envisioned this as having like new people come on and eventually taking over. Like, like then there'll be none of us old people left. Mm-hmm. And, and uh, I feel like I have re- like really good hopes for that happening because uh, going into a season two with more with with half of our team gone, I was kind of like, "Uh oh, what's gonna happen?" And when Julia, Raja, and Mika showed up and like really came through, I just, I yeah, I just felt like, you know what, there, people can can carry on the torch without us. And yeah, looking forward to the future of the podcast. Mm, yeah, my experience has been great. Uh, Thank you, Ryan, for allowing your child to make appearances in our Zoom calls. Um, I love the babies and the cheeks and like so cute. Um, But yeah, I've had a wonderful time and uh, hopefully we can continue to tell the stories that y'all want to hear. And yeah, I'm super happy, super stoked for potentially a season three, season four and so on. 
I think this nicely goes into potentially our last question, unless we have more to add. Um, but what would you like our listeners to know about, you know, our teen culture and what kind of goes on behind the scenes of what's the cheese mies? It's just genuinely so nice to have this group of people. And, and I know that we're like creating this network kind of outside of our team as well, but it's so nice to have that group of people that, you know, share your culture. You can talk about food with them. You can talk about parents. You can talk about siblings and finances. And you all have this shared experience that you can talk about and not feel so alone in your own experiences, especially if you're like an immigrant or a child of immigrants in a completely different city or country where the culture is different than what you're used to at home. I'd like the listeners to know that every everyone here has like all the skills because we work so independently. We we come together every week to chat and say how it's going, but everyone does everything for their episode from doing the interviewing to doing the editing to adding the music, adjusting the, the volumes and figuring out like what story to, to tell and figuring out what to do. Yeah, just everyone can do everything and it's just such a learning experience. So yeah, that's what I want to share. Yeah, I think for me, it's the it's the team bond that we have most of all. And I think we're really good at building that and really connecting with each other and letting each other know, you know, where things are at with our episodes. So yes, it's a lot of independent work, but I don't think that at least in my experiences, I've never felt like it was just left on me to figure it out. I think our team's always been really good at, you know, hey, can you help me? do this or what kind of music will go best with this scene so I think there's been a lot of collaboration and that's my favorite part like I love connecting with all of you individually and just kind of seeing how things are going so it's been a pleasure and a privilege and I'm really excited for you know whoever wants to join us for next season and I'm sure that you'll be um, in good hands you know whether they be ours whether they be some of our new folk like I think um I think the culture that we built is amazing. And I think like Raja said, just being able to share in our experiences, being a non-Filipina person myself, it's amazing to connect even my own experiences of being you know, a first-gen Canadian and talking to all of you and being able to relate to those stories. Um, and then having all of you relate to mine, I think that's been amazing and something that I don't really get in a lot of other spaces. So it's a safe space, it's a fun space and we're excited to have new folks join us for season three. Yeah, I think what I would like our listeners to know is that um, sometimes we spend a lot of time talking about food. Um, so if you have any cool like Filipino recipes that are like really fire, um, please send them because <laughs> I don't know how to cook. Um, and I really want to learn how to like make really good Filipino dishes because as a result of like the, the pandemic, I can't just like mooch off of my family at potlucks anymore. I also need to like make bitsu bitsu and like lumpia. So please send me your delicious um, recipes. Thanks. Yeah, 
I love that little plug, Miko. <laughs> Especially the, I can't cook. So yeah, I think if anyone has any recipes, please share them. Please share them on our um, Instagram and Facebook pages or send us an email. And we're excited to hopefully see you soon. Chismis is a production of CJSR 88.5 FM in Edmonton on Treaty 6 territory. Today's episode was produced by Cherry Island, Julia Huko, Mika Leonida, Mishma Mukith, Raja Magay, and me, Ryan Lakanala. You can find all our episodes on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Pocket Casts, and on our website, whatsthecheesemies.transistor.fm. Follow us on Instagram at What's the Chismies and on Facebook at What's the Chismies CGSR. You can also email us at chismies at cgsr.com. That's T S I S M I S. Salamat!